0: Hey, good evening, everyone. This is The Pillaged Pastor for another episode of The Pillaged Pastor, where I am asking the question, when's the last time you had it out with God? When is the last time you had it out with God? And is is it okay to have it out with God? So we're going to be talking about that, asking that question, interacting, I don't know, just things that are on my mind, on my heart, and uh, I want to share them with you. All right, stay tuned. got my Dunkin' D coffee, even on this Saturday night, tell you what, it's never too early or too late for coffee, Uh, you know, the night's still young, (laughs) it's, I don't know, six o'clock in the evening, and it's been a long day, I mean, even a Saturday, so I had to work, and good things happened today, a matter of fact, I kind of want to share that, even with, you know, having it out with God in that context, in the sense of having it out with God, like when is the last time you got brought God into question like God are you really do you really care about me God are you real God are you really going to answer my prayers if I call out to you God why all the suffering like where are you I mean show yourself and there's a scene that I recall from saving uh, no it wasn't saving private Ryan what was it Uh, Forrest Gump It was from Forrest Cup, Lieutenant Dan, you remember when they had the big storm? They're out like, you know, what would you call it when you're uh, fishing for shrimp, right? (laughs) They're out there on the boat, a huge storm. Everyone else's shrimping boats get like, you know, tossed onto the shores. They're out there. They survive. But during the storm, do you remember Lieutenant Dan and just having it out with God? Just like, you know, just... um, Lieutenant Dan was out there like instigating god right and uh just having it out with him and it's the it's kind of a beautiful thing because if you remember the story and how lieutenant Dan eventually found peace he found peace and i don't know if that was a part of a religious experience that he had But you do see something happening on that shrimp boat during that storm where he's having it out with God. And I've said before that God can take our, I don't know, he can take our abuse. He can take our negative words. He can take our um verbal onslaught if you will he can take our temper tantrum tantrums um it's when those temper tantrums happen and go on for years and years without stopping because we remember what god thought about israel always complaining in the wilderness and you know and their complaints and um th- them always just being unappreciative but it's not about being unappreciative. It's about the times whenever you just really need to show God to show up and you haven't seen him for a long time and you're wondering where he's at and you're wondering what you're doing wrong. And we remember even Job in the Bible had that experience. He's like, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm trying to do the best that I can do. What? Why have I? Why am I suffering in the way that I'm suffering? Where are you, God? And God does show up and put Job in his place with truth and with reality. Which uh, he'll always do, but nonetheless, man, he does it in a loving way to where he eventually just blesses the socks off of Job, right? Which is awesome. But the thing is, is about having it out with God. Where are you at with that? What do you think? Because we can share every, you know, our opinions on this, but I want you to be thinking: When was the last time you truly just got angry with God and had it out with God verbally? Is that you? Are you someone to do that? Are you afraid to do it? Are you all locked up inside to where you can't just be like, God, where are you? I need you now, right? I mean, is that you? So um, one of the things that happened recently and is I was driving to the gym and it was a hard day, a really hard day. And uh, I was concerned about several things, but one of the things I've been concerned about is my real estate business and keeping my real estate business going while doing this other sales job and uh, going, I don't want it to fall apart because for years I've made a living doing real estate. And just because I'm kind of detouring and venturing off to do something else um, while the market is where it's at. Like I don't want to lose my real estate business. I don't want to stop making money. I don't want to stop like um, going after opportunity. And yet at the same time, I'm tired. I can't go out and you can't either go after like every opportunity. And, um, And I found myself on the way to the gym, just calling out to God and, and I don't do this an awful lot, but it was literally where I'm just like yelling, like for God, like, where are you? I need your help. I need your help. I need your help with this God. Like, like I I, I can't do this on my own. And it was in relation to more business for real estate. And more attention to real estate and having more energy to continue on in real estate. Whenever I've been learning something new, kid you not that day. Let me tell you what happened is I got a call from a referral company who in fact did give me a listing lead. So which means that someone who has a house that needs to sell their house, uh, not too far from where I live, Contact contacts this company and says, I need an agent in the area. And uh, they contacted me and gave me his contact information. I called him. And I, as a matter of fact, today I went and met with him. But the same day that I'm yelling at God and not angry at God, just angry at circumstances, angry maybe at myself, uh, I needed to have it out with God in a certain way to where I wasn't blaming God for anything. But I think God can take it. If you take something out on God, I think he can take it. At least you're opening up a channel of communication. I mean, you better be willing to take it if you're willing to give it, right? Be willing to take it if you're willing to give it. All right. Expect a response. If you start crying out to the Lord, expect a response. Well... I think I did expect God to respond, and He did. He gave me a gave me a great opportunity. I was out there today, and uh, getting the guy, uh, telling the guy what needs to happen with his home to get it ready for to sell, and uh, we're going to be listing it next week. So, not only that, I have another opportunity for another listing. But the point is this: okay, that's in relation to needs. That's in relation to God, like knowing what my needs are, knowing what needs to happen, knowing how important that is to me. Uh, and God just showing up and even in my temper tantrum, even if I'm calling out to him, I'm not blaming him for anything. So I'm not blaming him for anything. Whenever I was having it out with God, when was the last time you had it out with God? Yeah. Think about that. Let's take a quick break. Come right back to it. Psalm 116. I love the Lord for he heard my, my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. What gives a guy that that confidence? He's like the sense of like that type of commitment to where he's like, I called out to the Lord. He heard my cry. You know, I experienced his mercy. It was amazing. I'm going to call out to him for the rest of my life. You know, what, what does that to a person where he's willing to call out to the Lord for the rest of his life? You know, even if things haven't always gone, gone great, even if uh, things don't always work out for you, like what is going to make it to where you have that heart to continuously call out to the Lord and continuously expect that he's not going to beat you down, that he's going to build you up. He's going to lift you up. He's going, you're going to experience his mercy. Is that your perspective? Whenever you have it out with God, whenever you complain to God, I mean, do you expect to experience his mercy? I want to challenge you to do just that. I want, I want to challenge you to have it out with God. A lot of people are so bound up inside. And, and God is there. He's knocking on the door of your heart, my heart. And we can be so closed off and bound up. And even spiritually feeling like we're going to snap. Maybe we have snapped spiritually. And you need to explode. You need to have it out with God. You need to go out to wherever that might be. It could be while you're alone in your house. It could be you just drive out to the country and you get out of your car. You park your car on the side of the road. And out there you just scream and you have it out with God. Go out into where, wherever you are. Go on a mountain top, you know. I haven't been able to go skiing this year. But that's such an amazing experience to be able to go out and ski alone and just go out there when it's all still and quiet and just experience nature. And sometimes in nature you can experience God, the presence of God. But wherever it is that you can isolate, get alone. Get away from your phone, get away from the busyness, get away from yourself, get away from your own mind and have it out with God. Cry out to him. Tell him how, much, how, how frustrated you are, how much you need him. Cry out to him and ask him why. I, I, it's so important. And don't be afraid to do that. You've got to get it off your chest. You've got to open up that airway. You've got to you, gotta, you know, unplug and let the flood of emotion come out. And I think that a lot of us are just holding back. We don't think that we can do that. We don't maybe want to talk to God during those times. Maybe you're closed off. You're so discouraged. You're so disappointed. You don't even want to talk to God. But it is necessary in order for you to break free. Break free from the chains. Break free from the guilt. Break free from the fear. Break free from the worry. Break free from the anxiety. Break free from whatever it is into his glorious light there's a song that you know the glorious light was pretty cool but this whole concept of breaking into the light getting out of yourself getting out of that isolation giving out of that getting out of that 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 i don't know pitiful place right and breaking into the light just by simply having it out with god so do you think that's wrong you think it's wrong to have it out with God? Do you think he can't take it? Do you think that uh, it's it's rude or that you'll be you know struck down, that you'll be cursed if you do that? Well, if we're talking about the God of the Bible, we can at least go to the God of the Bible and we can see how he interacted with other people who did that with him. I mean, he's so gracious and he's so loving. He can take it. And we actually see the example of that in Scripture, right? There's something about just being broken that God... Loves it because because we're like <laughs> I think if you're broken you're just at at a place of vulnerability to where if God wants to do something He can do that I mean He comes after the broken He comes after those that are you know broken hearted and he he just he just seeks to restore he seeks to heal and 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 so when you're in that place and you're truly crying out in desperation, and you need a breakthrough, you need provision, you need something to happen, or you're going to lose everything, or whatever it might be, do you think God's going to get mad at you when you're knocking on that door, when you're yelling out in the night, waking him up? You think he's going to turn you away? He's not going to turn you away, my friend. It, it It's like, his grace is just incredible. His love is incredible. I mean, he is, you, you got to think, you got to put God if you're thinking God's going to be mad at you for having it out even if you sound like a spoiled brat even if you sound like in your teen years when you were all rebellious and you were you know i don't know trying to spread your wings right and i don't know do you remember do you ever remember saying stuff to your parents when you finally when you finally were becoming a man or becoming a woman I mean, for me, it was around like 16 years old, and I went to visit my dad, who I only saw every other week, and if that, maybe once a month, maybe every other month, and I remember kind of coming into adulthood, coming into manhood, (laughs) and went to visit my dad, and I had an attitude. I was finally like a real teenager, right? I had an attitude, and I didn't always have an attitude, but it was one of those times I just wanted to tell my dad what I thought. And specifically wanted to tell my dad what I thought about my stepmom. (laughs) And what was crazy is my dad is the kind of guy that you would think would just pop you in the mouth. He was popping other people in the mouth. You know, he just had such a temper. He was so haughty. But he wasn't like that toward my brother and I. He was never like that toward us. At least not toward me. I mean, I guess I could talk to my brother about it. But my dad was just so kind to us and yet so on edge toward everybody else. And I thought about that because we should be able to look to our fathers and see who God God is. Fathers are supposed to be an example to their sons of how our heavenly father is. And we know that's not the case. I mean, we're all human and we can't be perfect, but we do have an example. You know, as fathers we look up and we say I want to be like my heavenly father and then I want my son to see who god is you know through me and through how i interact with my kid my son or my daughter daughters and uh so i went 15 16 years old over to my dad's and man i just i was just pushing the envelope right and it was the first time i really thought that if my dad was ever going to snap and smack me (laughs) this would have been the time right to, to say something about my stepmom, how I don't like her. Why is she out there baking in the sun again? She looks horrible. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. Whatever I said, it was not good at all. But my dad didn't lash out. I didn't know what he was going to do. But I was just a haughty teenager at that time. I was angry. And all that built up frustration and all that built up anger toward my dad over years. And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm I'm not going to, I just, I can't hold back some of this anymore. And it was crazy because I'd be so angry with him. And yet when I would go see my dad, when I would talk to him on the phone after just like, just angry and steaming, it was weird because when I would talk to him, all of a sudden I felt compassion and love for my dad. I just never could really have it out with him. But I did get that one time and another time out camping where I was pushing the envelope with him. And yet he still was compassionate. And it's crazy that he was like that, because again, he wasn't like that with anybody else. He put up with it, he heard what I said. And I don't recall him ever, I don't know, having a a real response. And so a negative response toward me. And it's pretty incredible that someone that had that much anger in their life, a Vietnam veteran, a man who was not at that time right with God, wasn't right with his own dad, mad at his own dad, never expressed anger toward his sons and that one time when I did start pushing the envelope and you know um, you know doing that teenager thing he still he held his cool with me and so even a sinner like him was able to respond lovingly and lovingly I guess in that that sense meant that he just didn't say anything he just held his held his tongue and uh, pretty cool though And I think maybe that is, maybe somehow that's kind of what God does with us. We're having it out with Him. We're frustrated. We're scared. We're lonely. We don't get why things are the way that they are. And we just start having it out with God in whatever way we have it out with God. And He stops and He listens to us and He has compassion and He knows exactly how we feel. He knows why we feel frustrated. He knows how scared we are he knows what that's like and he shows that compassion to us and he will come through for us and I believe he does like it's incredible how God comes through for us it's the key is this and I'll close with this it's not that God isn't there and it's not that he doesn't come through for us and even answer our prayer even when we're being brats and we're being obnoxious, it is then when he does come through, when he does start showing up in special ways, it's the ability to see it, the ability to recognize it, the ability to accept it, to receive it and say, that's God right there. That's him in his mercy, his grace, his goodness, showing up because that's how that is how we can see this guy say, Man, I'm gonna just praise God in, in Psalm one sixteen. I'm just gonna like look at him. He shows up. I cry out to him and he shows up and I, I I experience his mercy. I'm gonna I'm gonna worship this God for the rest of my life. He's so amazing. Why wouldn't I worship him for the rest of my life? But God, please open up our eyes so that whenever you do answer our prayers and you hear our cries, we can actually see what you've done and see what, how you are answering and then recognize that and take hold of it and give you, give you praise for that. This is the pillage pastor grace come down for such a sinner as I, and for such a sinner as you.